This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Fly the W670 podcast, season three, episode 15, Cubs position players report. Don't forget, listen, download, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast, and don't forget to leave those five-star reviews. In this segment, Crowley's talking to Steve Greenberg, the sports columnist from the Sun-Times, on the Cubs players' early impressions of the new skipper, Craig Council, and the impact he left on the former team up in Milwaukee, the Brewers. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, I am so happy to have on Steve Greenberg of the Chicago Sun-Times. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm good, Crawley. You, you've got me in my sprawling uh, presidential suite <laughs> in, in Mesa. Uh, it's not it's not a dingy little hotel room at all. I don't want anyone to think I would stay in a room like that. I got to tell you, I mean, it. you know what? It's where you put your head down, and once you're in Arizona, it don't matter. I, I've, I've done a lot of couch surfing in my days. No shame in it. I think it looks great. Right uh, <laughs> the reason I wanted to have you on, other than just loving your articles, is that you wrote just such a good article today about Craig Council, you know? And I think for Cub fans, when David Ross got let go, it was really a shock, you know, being a, you know, a, a World Series hero and kind of the whole grandpa Rossi folklore. And then when he was gone, it was like, wow. And I think, you know, the fact that Craig council is in Milwaukee, a lot of Cub fans kind of still have some bitter feelings towards him. But after reading your article, I think a lot of our listeners would really enjoy what they're going to get with Craig council. You know, it's funny listening to you say that I'm thinking, you know, who was at least as shocked as Cub fans, if not more by, by what went down with Ross is, is Ross. And, you know, Cubs fans, however they feel about it, um, even the ones who love Rossi the most, I don't think, you know, feel it any more than or even as much as Brewers uh, fans felt Council's move. Um, the owner, uh, Mark Adnazio, on, you know, down as I have in the story, you know, they were, they were uh, uh, taken way aback and probably a little offended in some cases. And, and yes, not just because he left, but because he left for the Cubs. Uh, I think a lot of times we leave, you know, we, we, we leave that for the fans and assume that players, they don't really feel these allegiances, you know, they're not from where they play and all that. But in this case, it, it uh, you know, it, it shocked the senses up in Milwaukee and probably still does. But yes, I mean, those Brewers players love counsel. And um, he loved the Brewers. And, you know, what he's got to do is transition uh, all that sort of innate uh, 
goodwill and good feelings and, and momentum and vibes and all that in one place and make it work in another. It's not always easy. We've seen a lot of great coaches change teams, change conferences, change levels, college, pro, whatever, and struggle. So no guarantees, but, you know, he's, he's widely viewed as one of the best for sure. And I just love the fact that, you know, Wade Miley, who pitched with the Cubs in the 2022 season, he's rooming with Jan Gomes in Arizona and he just shows up to Sloan Park. I mean, I mean, that's got to be a surprise. I mean, that must have been an interesting interaction, huh? Yeah, well, it's it's funny. The things you find out when you talk to any player or coach or anybody in Arizona, you find out just interesting little tidbits about how they're living or, or who they're living with. And yes, the fact that Miley and, and Gomes are living together, I mean, who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Who would have <laughs> guessed that, you know, buy Jan, buy Wade, and they pick up their ba- uh, baseball bags and leave for different camps and, you know, come back at night and, and compare notes, I guess. And, and these are two rivals and all that. But it's really, I think it's uh, charming and cool. And they're, they're two really, you know, easy to like guys, different, for kind of in, a, in an odd couple way. You know, Gomes is so serious. Um, and Miley's such a, just a fun, uh, easygoing type of guy, but obviously they're good buddies. Yeah, and, and Miley, in the article, you quote Miley as saying, everyone's prepared, but the way he prepares, he's ready for every scenario, every situation. There's confidence about him. He's run it through, played the game in his head before it happens. He covers everything. And when I read that quote, I just said to myself, I keep hearing that word prepared. It doesn't matter right. who's talking about him. That's one of the first things everybody says. I, I don't, you know, I, yes, first of all, he is known for that. And it's true. I, I and I don't mean to sound cynical. I think it's probably just because of what I do, you know, for a living. I mean, the honeymoon is always wonderful and, and, and only good things are said about every new coach or manager. Um, and so of course, you know, I mean, last year at White Sox camp with Pedro Griffol, it was, it was so unbelievably uh, uh, such rave reviews coming from everybody in the, in, within the White Sox and a year later, look at it. So, Council, though, yes, he is he is famously um, not just prepared, but I think um, he's 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 calm. He's he's unruffled. And uh, uh, I think that helps. You know, it's funny talking about Miley. He 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 gave kind of a tell about council, something I would noticed but didn't really realize I'd notice it. If you think of Cubs Brewers games and, you know, maybe something's goes the Cubs way and it's tense. You kind of, and then they show counsel in the dugout. He's kind of doing this. He's kind of rubbing. <laughs> Miley said that's, that's you know, basically the only time, you know, he's a little bit nervous, but it'll pass and pass quickly. So he's a cool customer. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, off to a great start. Of course, we're a couple of days in. Now, you know, my partner and I, Dustin, you know, he said, we, we've asked before, you know, do you think the Cubs get rid of Ross if it's not council? Was that the only manager that they would have made that move for, do you think? I, I, I don't know the answer, but I would guess yes. Um, I, I mean, they, I don't think they were lying when they indicated um, that, that Ross was safe. Nobody ever just plain outright said it or guaranteed it. I think that was kind of uh, mischaracterized a little bit in the way this was reported or, or, or discussed in the aftermath. You know, and as I think back to Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer and how they discussed it, I was there in Milwaukee when Ricketts addressed Ross's future. He didn't say, 
I guarantee he'll be back. You know, he said he's our manager and, 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 and I think the world of him, I think he's great. And we, you know, and, and, uh, but at any rate council, yes, was, this was unexpected. I don't know how long Jed thought about it, but everybody else thought he'd stay in Milwaukee, go to the Mets or leverage the talk with the Mets, you know, for more of what he presumably wanted in Milwaukee, which is not just salary, I think more than that, it was payroll. Um, and uh, the, the Brewers have tightened things up. They tightened things up last year and won anyway. How much of that was counsel? You know, I, I mean, when you look at who they had on that team in the first half before the trade deadline, for them to have been where they were at that point is remarkable. And so, yes, I mean, Ross did not overachieve with that Cubs team last year no matter how the Cubs characterize coming back from, I think, 10 down to 12 up, you know, um, they weren't a playoff team. Lesser rosters have made the playoffs. They probably should have made it. And I do think Hoyer feels more so than he lets on uh, that they didn't just, you know, unfortunately miss it, but that they should have made it. And that was a real black mark on Ross, but, a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, you get you get more than one of those. And in Ross's case, he didn't. Now, I'm sure you were at the press conference yesterday when uh, Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins and Craig Council were meeting the media. But one of the things that I kind of heard a bunch of was to talk about young players and how valuable young players are. And, you know, the Cubs have one of the top rated farm systems. And you talked to William Contreras, uh, Wilson, Wilson's little brother. And he talked about counsel as constantly comfortable and giving you confidence. And he was always real and kept it a hundred percent truthful. You know, I, I keep thinking with all these young players in the pipelines, you know, I think they're looking at someone like Craig counsel to get the most out of those young players. I think it's what they need. You know, I, I'm, I'm older now than <laughs> I used to be. And I have young adult kids. Um, I was in the Brewers clubhouse today and, and I just overheard something and it was so sweet Crawley. And it kind of touched me. Uh, there was a, uh, there were a couple of players. They were, I, I assume they were prospects. I didn't recognize them. Uh, they looked very young. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And they didn't know each other and they were talking and, and they introduced each other and they're getting to know each other. And, and, and one of them started talking about uh, his dad and he just kept talking about his dad. And I thought, gosh, here's a kid who misses his dad. It, you need to be shot straight when you're, uh, it, it doesn't matter if you're making money or if you're, you know, attached to fame or even have some already, you know, you're striking out in the world and living, if not alone, maybe alone, maybe, you know, but, but um, probably pretty far flung from the nest, you know, yeah, you need people who, who uh, treat you, they don't have to be fatherly, but they have to be good to you. Uh, And I think that makes all the difference in the world. Sometimes veteran players are not good 
to young players. Sometimes they regard them as threatening uh, or, you know, just uh, uh, not, you know, in, not seasoned enough to be worthy of their, you know, attention or, or, or good intentions. A lot of players are great about it. Um, David Ross was one of them. You know, we, we've all heard about how he looked out for Jason Hayward and things, you know, like that. Well, Council has a reputation for, as, as Contreras said, just being real uh, direct. And that's what Council said in his press conference a couple days ago. He said, you know, the number one thing I want them to know is I'm just, I'm going to be direct. And then he also, you know, talked about more idealistic things about, uh, uh, you know, everybody being a part of something and all these things. But, uh, yeah, I think he's got a, a good talent, so to speak, um, for that. And when you're like that with young players, it makes a huge difference. Now, one of the best parts of the article that you wrote in the Sun Times is, is the you know the relationship between Council and new Brewers manager Pat Murphy, who was you know Council was looking at possibly having him be the bench coach, but the Brewers did offer Murphy the job. That's going to have to be interesting the first time that they're facing off each other in opposite dugouts. Yeah, it's a great story, you know, and I I don't know how much people in Chicago or Cubs fans at large, you know, know it know it yet or know much of anything about it. But uh, the more you peel it back, I mean, there, there was a lot in that in that conversation uh, uh, with the new manager there that I that I held back for you know for later. Just unbelievably good anecdotes about their younger years, their friendship at Notre Dame where council played for Murphy. Murphy was a really young coach and, um, and, and, and the different ways in which he saw something in somebody who was not regarded as, as, as any sort of big deal, any sort of something in, uh, in baseball. And, uh, but yes, they've, they're, they're great friends and uh, they're rivals now. And I do think it'll be strange for for each of them, um, not just to, to to you know to to battle each other and 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 you know one wins one loses. They've never been involved in a, a a game that they weren't on the same side in, but just to not be together, you know, that's kind of uh, what great friendship is. So it's a, an adjustment. Um, it's very hard for these guys to stay in touch meaningfully during the season. So even here in the cactus league where they're close um, not that Chicago and Milwaukee aren't close. They're not going to, you know, run into each other. They're not going to spend time. It's, it's very fleeting if at all. Um, and, you know, they've been, they've been, they've been a pair for a long time. So it's a really nice story and it will be interesting to, to see them go against each other. It doesn't, I like a little more bitterness with my rivalries. <laughs> it's more fun from my end. Um, there's not going to be much bitterness between them, but, but it, it is Murphy did allude to the a possible brawl. And it, it's just a funny image of, of what would happen if those two collided. And Murphy used to be a, at some level, some kind of a boxer. He's kind of impressively <laughs> built 65 year old dude. I, I think I'd bet on him, but chances are they won't tangle. The, the thing that I loved about the article, too, for Murphy, you know, Murphy had some, you know, much more experience than Council did, obviously, you know, coaching, like you said, at Notre Dame and then uh, over, you know, being the AAA manager with the Padres and, and Council tries to lure him over, but the Brewers wouldn't let him go. Uh, but, but the fact that even with, you know, the amount of experience Murphy had, 
he talked a lot about learning from counsel and, and that yeah. learning experience. And, and that to me was really an interesting part of the story. Uh, yes, I agree. I, I think that that's telling um, because, you know, the nature of their relationship was I mean, one guy was the one who gave the other a kid an opportunity to go to Notre Dame to play ball. Um, you know, there's a hierarchy set up there that you would think would sort of inform the, their their relationship going forward and so i thought it was pretty big of murphy to say that to frame it that way um he has a lot of head coaching experience uh, he was a great in extremely successful longtime coach here at arizona state uh at the head coach and um so i mean he's 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 a he's not some you know guy plucked from obscurity he's just a name that major league followers don't necessarily know or know well, but yes, he's someone who has been around, seen it all. And, and, and who knows how instrumental he was in council's success in Milwaukee. You know, we can't discount the possibility that council without Murphy is not equal to council with Murphy. Um, so that's something we'll, we'll watch too. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're there in Mesa and you got, you've been walking around a little bit. Do you notice anything different about this camp than previous camps? Or is it pretty much standard for the first couple of days? Well, I haven't been there much yet. I've been to the White Sox. I've been to the Cubs. I've been to the Brewers. We're only a few days in. So I haven't noticed anything. And again, I'm pretty oblivious to a lot of things. I'm not sure I'd noticed that. This camp's different. There's different, always different people. There's always people I don't recognize. Uh, thank God we've got our beat writers who are around the team every single day. The 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 amount of prospects and coaches from from the organization who aren't with the major league club they know uh, it never ceases to uh, amaze me. I but anyway, the, uh, I'm I'm uh, I, one thing that was different. Obviously, was was Shota Imanaga being there and and the contingent of Japanese media uh, who descended on the facility with all the television cameras and all that sort of thing. That is something I hadn't seen uh, at, a, at a Cubs camp in a while. Um, and that was interesting. You know, that's the kind of scene that you see. I mean, imagine what it's like over at the Dodgers and, and, and you know, around Otani. Um, and Yamamoto. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm planning to head over there in the next couple of days just to lay eyes on it. Um, I think that'll be a real scene. Cubs camp, not a huge scene, and maybe Bellinger will come walking in like Dexter Fowler did way back when uh, and surprise everybody. That would be kind of a cool storyline, but so far, no no belly. Uh, we're all I'm kind of crossing close. our fingers and holding our breath on that one. And you were talking right. about the beat writers, and you guys got Maddie Lee at the Sun-Times. She does such a great job. Uh, Steve, I appreciate you taking some time. Like I said, for all our listeners, it's a really good article. It's, it's in the sun times and, uh, where Steve, can they find you on the socials? Oh, well, somebody needs to find me. That's for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I need some, some, some finding, uh, at SL Greenberg on, on Twitter. And, uh, and, I'm, and I have a professional page on this real, really cutting edge app. You're, it might be too cutting edge for, for, for your viewers. It's called Facebook. And I don't hey, even know my, they'd have to, <laughs> they'd have to find me, but it's where all the cool people are hanging out. Uh, I haven't gotten on Instagram yet just because, you know, I, I have no, no excuse. Steve, you take care. You save some sunshine for me and enjoy Mesa. All right. Thanks, man.